Welcome to the Minor and Landis Immigration Update, the podcast that immigration professionals and foreign nationals turn to for up-to-the-minute information. Well, it's time for another lightning round, featuring minor associate Kristen Sisko and minor partner Lynn Walker. The lightning round is a rapid-fire Q&A, which we do every other week, where we answer your questions sent to us via LinkedIn private message. So hold on tight. Here we go with this week's lightning round. Hi, I'm Kristen Sisko. I'm an immigration associate at Minor and Landis. Today, I'm joined by my colleague, Lynn Walker, on our lightning round of questions. During this lightning round, we try to answer as many of your questions as possible. So as a reminder, please private message either myself or Lynn, any family-based or employment-based Uh, immigration questions, and we'll do our best to answer it on the next round. So it looks like today, our first question for our lightning round is a follow-up from our last podcast about the rescission of the COVID-19 related travel bans. So Lynn, this question asked, what vaccines will be accepted for entry into the United States? Do we have any follow-up on this? Thank you, Kristen. Yes. In a recent post, AILA advised that the U.S. government will accept all three vaccinations that are approved by the FDA, and these include Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson. The U.S. government will also include vaccines that have been approved by WHO for emergency use, and this also includes Oxford AstraZeneca, Sinopharm and Sinovac vaccines. Thanks, Lynn. Another similar question about the travel bans that we received is somebody would like to know more about the recent decision to open or reopen, I should say, the land border between the U.S. and Canada. Specifically, they're looking to know who can now cross over into the United States at the land borders at the Canadian-U.S. border. So since March 2020, travel between the U.S. and Canada and between the U.S. and Mexico for land and ferry border crossings were restricted due to COVID-19. During this time, only individuals with essential travel, such as those entering the U.S. to work, were allowed to enter the country. On October 13th, the Biden administration announced that it would lift these restrictions in two phases. In early November, 2021, fully vaccinated individuals will be permitted to enter the US from Canada or Mexico for non-essential travel. And this is by ferry or land ports. Individuals who are unvaccinated will only be permitted to enter the US from Canada or Mexico for essential travel. In early January 2022, the U.S. will require all foreign nationals entering the country, whether for essential travel or not, to be fully vaccinated. So changing gears here, we have a question about another immigration-related topic that's really important right now. What is the deadline to file an H-1B cap petition for individuals that were selected in the second round of selections That happened in late July. So that deadline's November 3rd, which is coming up. So it's Wednesday, November 3rd. 
USCIS needs to receive the petition by Wednesday, November 3rd. Uh, Lynn, I actually had a similar question that somebody messaged me as well. They want to know what the latest is that someone can submit their LCA, so the labor condition application, to have it certified in time for their H-1B cap petition before the November 3rd deadline. That's a really great question, Kristen. And um, as many of our listeners may know, you can't file an H-1B petition without the LCA being certified. So currently, LCAs are taking approximately five business days to be certified. Conservatively, I would say that you should file your LCA absolutely no later than Monday, October 25th, so that you can receive the certified LCA by November 1st, which leaves you with a day or two to submit the H-1B petition so that it is received by USCIS before November 3rd, which is the deadline. Kristen, I also had a question about this. So the question is related to LCAs. If my start date on the LCA is October 1st, but but I haven't submitted my H-1B cap petition yet, what should I indicate on the form I-129 as the start date of my employment? So the start date on the I-129 needs to be the same as the start date on the LCA. So if your LCA start date is October 1st, 2021, that's the date that you need to use on your form I-129 as a start date as well. They need to match up. What happens if someone hasn't prepared their LCA, right? So where today is October 14th, um, my understanding is you can't retroactively prepare an LCA with a start date of October 1st. So what should employers do if they haven't started the process yet? That's a good question. So of course you can't go back to October 1st if you haven't filed the LCA, the system won't let you. So what you would use is the date that you're filing the LCA. So if you're filing it today, which is October 14th, you would use today's date as the start date for the LCA, which would then match the start date on the I-129. So you would write today's date as well. So the start date on the LCA is the same as the start date on the I-129. Excellent. Thank you, Kristen. That's all we have time for today. Don't forget to message us on LinkedIn with any questions you would like us to answer the next time and to follow us on LinkedIn for frequent updates on new rules and policies. Disclaimer, the information contained herein is intended only for educational or informational purposes and is not a substitute for legal advice. Further, listening to this HR tip in no way establishes an attorney-client relationship between you and Minor and Landis LLP. Listeners should consult legal counsel for definitive advice regarding the current law and regulations and how those apply to your unique situation within your organization.